This episode is brought to you by Balto. Balto is a call coach for sales reps. What sales leaders love about Balto is the ability to give your reps your best coaching during every call. Sales leaders also use Balto to get data on everything that's happening on every call. Balto gives you real information you can use. The best part is it all happens in real time, meaning everything is instant. You can see how Balto works at balto.ai backslash product dash tour. Let's get dialed. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. All right, my next guest, if you know anything or have heard anything about ClickFunnels, you've most likely came across his name, Blake Newbar. He started out completely broke, working 70 hours a week at his dead-end operations job. And then in a couple of years, he built several wildly profitable online businesses and has helped thousands of entrepreneurs do the same with his unique approach to launching sales funnels. And I thought it would be a great fit for our show, All Things Telesales. Blake, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here and uh, I'm ready to jam out. Yeah, man, let's get it. So, uh, you know, all the all this success here lately uh, with uh, um, your funnel, you know, you see a lot of people rocking out with your funnel and joining your partner program. But outside of that, man, like, what are you most excited about these days? Yeah, I mean, I get this question from time to time. And every time I always stumble on this one, because it's like, I'm supposed to have this work life balance of like, what do I enjoy doing? aside from being inside the office. And honestly, I'm just going to embrace the fact that I love doing what I'm doing. So when I'm giving, when I'm asked that, I'm like, man, I really need to find something (laughs) outside of work. So besides, besides drinking, you know, and, and and partying, enjoying my fate, you know, enjoying myself, which happens from time to time. I love being in this office, you know, with my business partner working on the next big thing and trying to tackle that. So that's really what I enjoy doing. Nice. Yeah. So that's, hey, that's a good segue, man. So, so what do you think is the next big thing? What's the next man, good question. Dude, I mean, look, technology has to like kind of accumulate, right? It has to come together until you can like invent or do this next big thing. And I think it just takes time. So, I mean, you know, there's talks of AI being the next big thing. There's talks of like augmented reality, you know, you know, a few years back being the next big thing. The, the thing is, man, it's like the market's going to kind of start shifting in a direction and whatever direction that thing shifts in, it's like, if you're out in front of it with something to really capitalize on it, you can crush it. In my opinion, it's going to be something software related, right? Cause I think that there's just so much success and it's, it's just such a lucrative business to have some type of software up and running. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to solve like, it's like every decade, right? There's like these macro things that occur. And if you're one of the ones in front, you have the, you can be the next Jeff Bezos or, you know, the next Elon, whatever it is, it's just few and far between. But I think the key is to really having like a, you got to time it right. You got to like really be able to focus and see what's coming and kind of like whenever it is and whatever it happens, I got to be in front of it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, what are, what are some things that along, along this journey to success? I mean, let's talk about some of the things that you might've failed at. Oh shit, man. Like everything. So (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> when you first get started, right, you just think it's really easy. Right. You, like you think success is just like, oh yeah, just, you know, throw fun what make some money. Yeah. You know, live right. a board board, sipping Mai Tais and pina coladas. But it actually couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, we, I can't tell you how many things I fail at. I mean, you lose count. Right. And like, that was just like one thing I'd embrace pretty hard is like embrace the suck because yeah, exactly. everything like today for me sucked. Right. <laughs> just, right. <laughs> right. There's, there's always going to be those moments. So I feel at a bunch of things, man. I mean, we were doing educational stuff. We were doing funnel stuff. We were doing, um, I mean, I couldn't tell there's so many different things we were working on and, and each failure, although it didn't tell you what to do, right. It tells you what not to try again. And you can at least take what you learn from working on something and apply it to the next thing. If you do that enough times in a row, you're going to have that first glimpse of success. And that's when you can ride that, that wave. Right. Yeah. So you start getting that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's anybody listening right now, that's struggling, like, me personally, bro, I've been through the uh, the click funnels and I'm going through it. It's overwhelming, yeah. man. It's a lot of information thrown at you. It's like, because it's a lot of funnel after funnel after funnel, right? To, to get this, to do that, to do this. Like, exactly how, right. But it's kind of like eating an elephant in a bite at a time. Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, look, if you're, if you're out there right now and you're struggling, just understand that that's normal, right? It's, yeah. it's normal to, str- it's, especially in the infancy state stages, you're going to eat shit. You're going to struggle. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. And I think the reason why only very few people get out of that gauntlet is because only very few people have, have the capacity to really absorb that struggle, right? It, it's tough. It's not fun. You want the second you have to go through something that is uncomfortable, you want to quit. It's like working out, right? It's like, you know, you, you're, you're, you're on the bench press and you're putting up weight and you're going for 12 reps, but you stop at eight and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, and they justify the failure. Why'd you quit? Ah, oh, it's okay. I, you know, I got a good pump in. It's all right. But it's like, it's the ones that set a goal for 12 and get to 12 and they might not get the first try or the second try or the third try, but eventually they, <clears throat> excuse me, they get it. So yeah. Like, look, I struggled, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> we all struggled, right? Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, if you struggle for long enough, you'll find success. Right. Yeah. You just got to struggle through it. Right. It's a normal yeah. thing, right? And yeah. and you have to have, you have to have, you, like I said, you have to be, you have to have the grit and you have to have the patience and perseverance and the resilience to push through those struggles because it sucks. It's uncomfortable, right? Right. Like they don't get easier. <laughs> if anything, they get harder because your problems become bigger and, and the, and the ideas you want to tackle become bigger. Yeah. And it, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, you struggle and then you're good. No, it's, it's with your whole journey. You just, you just have to determine how you're going to handle it. Um, but in the infancy stages, it's those first failures are the hardest, right? But eventually you're going to get over that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any um, techniques or methodologies that you've incorporated into to your um, company, like traction or anything like that, that's helped you along the way to grow, like in growth stages? Like, so like software wise or like methodologies, like, like, method, like growth methodologies, anything like hey, that. I mean, we're mindset or like, like, yeah. I never bought into the mindset crap for a while. Right. Until I started yeah. realizing how important, <laughs> how important it was right? <laughs> really is. I always thought it was a bunch of crap. I'm like, right. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you just got to realize that you kind of have to know that it's not always going to be dandelions and rainbows. And if you're aware that pitfalls and problems will occur and you're aware of that, you can solve them as they happen, right? I think I think a lot of people try and prevent problems from happening, right? Like I do it all the time too. I'm like, you idiot, stop trying to prevent this. This is not even a thing yet. And right. I think when you focus more on solving a problem when it occurs, you your speed 
at which you're trying to get something done goes a lot faster because you're not anchored down by prevention. You're moving forward, solving things. So um, the reason we stay going fast and we keep <clears throat> we keep things pushing forward even through the darkest of times is because you just got to remember that like it will get better. Nothing's my business partner has a saying it kind of rubbed off on me. <clears throat> Nothing's ever as good or as bad as it seems. And it's so true, right? Like your biggest win is never as big as you thought it was. And your, your, your terrible loss was never as bad as you thought it was. Right. Um, And you don't really understand that until you're in the moment. So the way for everyone listening right now, right. If you're looking for ways to like push forward through things, even through times that aren't fun, or you're looking for ways of motivation, just realize that whatever situation you're in is temporary. It will never last whether good or bad. And kind of, that's like the kind of horse we ride into town every day, realizing that, Hey, you know what, we're going to get through this, whether good or bad, this is fun or this sucks. And you always have to remember why you do what you do. And that will give you the strength you need and the endurance to push through. Yeah. I love it. You got to remember your why. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. So, So, um, yeah. So, so what, what would you say your why is? Um, I I think that people need to all experience the feeling that we experienced when we first made money using the internet. I think, um, I think why we do what we do is because there's a lot of people out there that are really good at something, right? They just don't know how to express it in a way that capitalizes and and, and monetizes it. And the first, uh, the first feeling I got was when, you know, I made my first sale online and it was that exact feeling that changed my life is the reason, you know, I want to change so many other people's lives as well, because I think the second you get that feeling and you realize there's so much potential and power leveraging the internet, you're not turning back after that. You're going to keep pushing forward and it's life-changing. And I think that everyone deserves that feeling to decide for themselves whether they want to go all in on something and exploit their capabilities and their talents or keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. So um, you you worked with uh, Kevin Harrington, some other celebrity entrepreneurs with their sales funnels. Um, so so you've been on sales calls, man. You've closed some pretty big deals. Uh, I'm curious though, what was the most fun that you ever had on a sales call? Hey, it's Jake Lynn. I got a quick message from our sponsor. Are you an insurance company? Want to increase your quote rate and close rate? Check out Balto, the number one real-time guidance platform. With Balto, insurance reps sell way more because reps get coaching during every call. There's no more coaching after the call and hoping that your reps use the coaching. There's only more sales. Check out a case study in the show notes to learn how Balto has helped top insurance companies increase sales. Most fun on a sales call. Um, it's probably Kevin Harrington. I had a great time with him. Um, Kevin's a good guy, dear friend of mine now. Um, they, he, they were just reaching, he just launched a brand new book. They're, they were just reaching out to me. Um, he, uh, we were working on his book funnel, um, like last minute, crazy stuff, long ordeal. Um, and I remember just driving out to, to St. to Clearwater and meeting him for breakfast one day and like pitching him <laughs> on like, why he should, why we should be the ones to work with him. And long story short, we partnered up, we launched his book funnel. It absolutely destroyed it. And the rest of his history has become a dear friend of mine, but he was a really fun client because Kevin's just a really all around good dude. And, and he just wants to see the young and even the older generation. He wants to just see, see people succeed. And that's why he does what he does. He's there to be like the benefactor or the investor yeah. in businesses to help ideas get off the ground. And he was funny. Kevin's a good guy. He's a cool guy. He lives a couple hours from me. Um, he's doing amazing things right now during, you know, despite what the craziness happening in the world. Right. But he was probably a really fun client. I mean, overall, like 
I have fun. Every client that we've ever had, I've had a great time with. They've all been fun. I've never really had like a, a terrible client, right? Um, and I think a lot of that just really determines on the type of a relationship and precedence you're able to establish early on in anything. And we did that well. So they've all been pretty, they've all been great. Yeah. Awesome. How about like the worst, the worst sales call ever, man? I mean, I've had, I've never had like terrible ones. I've had ones where like you have to deal with people that just like, it's like they're calling you for advice and stuff, but they don't want to listen. And then you remember, it's like, Hey, you're calling me. Right. right. So if I had to have like a worse sales call, it's just too much ego got in the way, right. Yeah. On behalf of the person reaching out for help, which is kind of contradictory on what should right. be occurring. You're, you're reaching out for help, like ego and dignity kind of should go yeah. aside. Yeah. But sometimes look, people are who they are and you can't, you know, you, you, it's hard to change people, right? It just, it, it's right. just, you are who you are. And, and I would have calls where, yeah, you deal with people that were, you know, ego driven and, and, and there's nothing you could do to get around it. You know, I mean, you could, it was tough. So there was just, there was no, like we call it this avatar bond. If you remember the movie avatar, when right. um, Jake's uh, he's like trying to fight the Banshee and he has to like grab his like hair as mane and like twist it in for like the connection. Yeah. Um, we always want to establish that connection with a client. Like, Hey, it's like the avatar bond where we're going to mesh really well together. Um, and if we can't do that, we typically won't take, take you on. Cause it's just no amount right. of money, no amount of success is, is worth dealing with, you know, a bad relationship. It's just, it sucks. Right. right. Yeah. It's always a, it's a great thing to be able to pick your clients if you will, you know, and that sure. being able to fire your clients if you need to. And, and yeah. really, um, I think Russell, uh, click really p- puts it well together is like your, your dream 100, right? Like putting together what that, uh, person, person, looks like who they are, what they do and sure. really putting that together so that if it's in front of you and you attract that. Right. So, um, if, if you're dealing with negativity and you're, you're having like the worst sales calls and stuff like that, you got, people got to ask themselves, you know, what have I done to attract that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like how is this coming in? Yeah. And, and it happens, right. You get a few, you know, bad apples fall, you know, they rotten apples are in the tree, fall from the tree and stuff. And it happens. It occurs. That's what life is. And, right. and you just deal with it as it comes and you move on. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, if somebody's looking for calls, 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 they want to generate more calls to their call center. They want to generate more leads. Um, you know, what, what advice might you give in, in the marketing landscape to, to help them get, more calls, drive more calls, drive like inbound leads to their call center or more leads that they can outbound dial on to, um, you know, what, how, how would you go about advising them? Like, uh, do you help call centers in, in that kind of capacity or sales teams to, you know, obviously generate leads like that? Um, I mean, not really. Like we help people all around the world generate more leads and sales and the way that, you know, that needs to be done is people, you need to be transforming your social media profiles, right? It's one thing we really teach on hardcore is like transform your Facebook profile. And you're probably listening right now. Like what the hell is this guy even (laughs) talking about? Right. (laughs) Um, But a normal Facebook profile is that right. You might have a nice cover photo of you and your mom and your dad, or, you know, three kitties, you know, or or, uh, 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 sunset or whatever the hell you got, right. Whatever floats your boat. Um, and you have a profile picture, you have a featured photo, you have all these things, right? And you're just like, yeah, it's a Facebook profile. Well, what I teach is basically saying, you know, forget all that crap right now. And as great as it is, don't get me wrong. But if you're on Facebook and you want to find a way to really leverage your social impact, right? Cause it's hard to get hurt. It's hard to let people know who it is, what you do. It's hard to 
try and in and, and the sea of noise, how are you going to be like, how are you going to stand out? Yeah. And the one way to do that is to transform your profile to basically act as like a landing page, act as like a website or a funnel and let people know who it is and what you do and, and watch how many people land on your page and click on your stuff. And now you're generating free leads. The reason you weren't generating free leads before is because there was nothing to call people's attention when they landed on your profile. But if you transform your profile and you're looking to find more leads, generate more sales, get new clients, new customers, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you need to have a place that speaks to them when they see it. And each and every day there's a ton of people landing on your profile, whether you're aware uh, aware of it or not. And if your stuff's not optimized, you're missing out big time. And ever since we, I started teaching that and showing people what they can do and transform their profiles, people have been generating leads. They've been making, you know, five, six figures in revenue, capitalizing on them because yeah. they were speaking to their market now, to their audience in a way that their audience with the, you know, flip of a switch or the snap of a finger knows what they do and how they can help them. Nice. So in other words, not so much on the outbound, but you're showing people how to create an inbound environment of having people come to them, right? Like yeah, create, yeah, create an inbound all, engine. Yeah. Outbound's always going to be a thing, right? But like right. if you talk to most, you know, outbound kind of sucks sometimes, right? How right. much how much better is it if, if people come to you? Like when a client comes to me, the chances of me closing them are like nine out of 10, right? When I have to go to a client, it flips the whole script, right? right. So yeah. it would only make sense to have a very strong and robust evergreen model in place. And the best yeah. way to do that is do it on the platforms that people are on every single day, right? Like mm-hmm. these platforms are designed to suck your attention. They're, they have addictive properties in them on purpose. So you spend all of your time on them. Well, if people are going to pay attention to these social media platforms, it would only make sense that you make sure that your profile, your real real estate space that exists on this platform is optimized so that you can grab people's attentions. You can generate more leads and in return, you can generate more sales. And the best part about that is it's evergreen. It happens every day, 24, seven, 365, you're sleeping and people could be landing on your profile. So if you don't have something like that set up, you need to have something like that set up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people they are like, well, um, you know, their niche, right? Like helping them find their niche. You know, if they're, if they want to create their profile from a side hustle or something like that, you know, like they struggle with finding their niche. How do you, how do you go about helping people find their niche in that world? I tell people to do what they enjoy, right? Like we're all good at something. We all know something that someone else doesn't like, what's, what are you passionate about? Like, if you like to skateboard, like maybe you could help skateboard shop owners or whatever it is, right? Like, what is it you enjoy doing? What, what value can you offer a marketplace? And you can see what kind of customers you can go after, right? Uh, maybe you're great at math and you love math and you want to tutor, you know, algebra students on something like there. And then you go after the parents is your, your niche, your market, right? The right. parents of algebra students in high school, right? Yeah. So just think of something you're good at or think of something you have an interest in and start doing that thing. And then you can start honing in on people that you can and cater your products and services to. Right. Yeah. I like it because then you're talking about passion versus a paycheck. You know, it's uh, going after your potential. You're not getting into a niche just because you see an opportunity and you want to capitalize on that opportunity. You know, it really goes with the mantra that we have is compassion before commission. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, Based on based on that uh, that mantra, like compassion before commission, um, maybe shed a little light on um, something that that you've done in your business to kind of like, you know, represent that mantra as well. I'm curious. 
Yeah, we care, right? That's like the, yeah. that's the best marketing strategy in the world is caring, right? And yeah. I think a lot of people kind of let that go wayside and let, they let the money get in the way. Because let's be honest, when you're when you're starting a business, you can, you know what? I used to have the whole benevolence approach too. Like I want to change the world for the better, right? right? And that's yeah. like, you know, that's great, right? But yeah. then you start getting into it and you realize like, hey, you can be like, you can have that attitude all you want. But like, if you don't make money first, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then you start making money, you realize it flips back. You're like, okay, the like, money doesn't right. do anything anymore. Like I need more fulfillment, right? Like how can we really help people? And I think what happens is a lot of people, when they start businesses in the first place, they start, start them on the, the wrong intention, right? It's just like, if you want to have a long lasting business, yes, you have to make money. There's no doubt about it. But the marketplace will tell you how well you're doing by pulling out their credit cards. That's how you make money. So how well you do something needs to be based on how well do you care about your customers? Because if you don't care about your customers, it's going to show really quick. And yeah, you can trick someone once easily, but are you going to get a consumer? Are you going to get someone to buy from you over and over and over again? If your right. product or service sucks, if your customer support sucks, right? If you truly show that you don't care about them, no, they're, they're going to go somewhere else. So um, another great piece of advice, um, which is what we believe here and to anyone listening and watching right now is that if you really want to have something that's going to stand the test of time, that's going to go through the tough times like COVID and, and, you know, what we're experiencing right now in the world and what else is to come, you got to make sure that you yeah. care about your customers on a level that your competitors can't even compete with. Because yeah. if you're able to do that, you're going to put yourself ahead of the competition tenfold. Yeah. You're giving them reason to never look <laughs> Yeah, elsewhere. Why would they go anywhere else? Yeah. They yeah. have that. You're fulfilling all of their needs right here. Why would they search elsewhere? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause the reality is we all hear it. <laughs> People buy from those they like, know, and trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Absolutely, man. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know you today. I appreciate your time. Uh, BlakeNewbar.com. Obviously look him up on Facebook. Check out how he's got his Facebook profile pulled Check up. It out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it was a blast. It was fun jamming out. Everyone listening and tuning in and watching. Appreciate you guys. Keep crushing it. Keep pursuing your passions, whatever that might be. Keep at it. Um, and one day, whether it's it's happening now or it hasn't happened yet, you're going to have the success you dreamed of if you stay in the game long enough. Nice. Appreciate you, man. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. Episode was off the hook.